Welcome to the Happiness Drive Success Podcast, brought to you by Motivate Coaching, the multidiscipline practice for extraordinary people. Here, we discuss finding your happiness and how you can use it to drive your success. Please welcome your host, co-founder, CEO, and master of discovering happiness, Stuart Isham Fairbairns. Hello, my wonderful friends. How are we today in this beautiful day? Actually, as I say that, I'm sitting here looking out my window and it's raining very heavily, which is fantastic news for us. I'm currently, I live in uh, Limpopo in South Africa and rain is something that we definitely need and we only get rain for a few months of the year and uh, it's very great that it's here. I do hope that the sun is shining with you, and if it's not, know that it's shining somewhere and somebody is enjoying it thoroughly, and it will come back to you. (laughs) So, here we are, episode one of the Motivate Coaching podcast. Happiness drives success, or more specifically, your happiness drives your success. And this is something I wanted to chat about a little bit today in our intro and have a bit of fun with you, and uh, probably keep this one short-ish, we'll see. And uh, yeah, let's just kind of see where we go. Let's duck and dive and see where um, where the motivation leads us. So one thing that's been coming up, I've had people, lots of people chatting to me and clients. And part of the reason I wanted to start a podcast was to start really sharing techniques and approaches and tools and experiences um, that I can, you know, that can help. Uh, help you help people feel free to share this um, with dealing with life and with finding more happiness in life and as a result more driven towards success and it all sounds fine and well in in context um, and it's a catchy strap line and all that wonderful stuff but the questions that have been coming up which are really good questions and I absolutely welcome questions and scrutiny um, and it very definitely so if you have any questions for me please do send them through you can go to the Motivate Coaching Facebook page. You can find me uh, on Facebook, Stuart Isham Fairbairns. Uh, feel free if you go to the website, motivate-coaching.com. All the contact details are there. Please do. We'd love to hear from you. Also on Instagram, uh, again, Motivate Coaching. So uh, the, the one piece, uh, the one thing that's been coming from uh, from my audience is saying, well, Stuart, you can't be happy all the time. Um, so how can how how does this work? And it's uh, and I this is where I come, it's a very interesting point of view. But I I don't disagree. But I would like to show that you can be happy all the time. What you can't be all the time is positive, because positivity all the time. If we were positive all the time, we would just be largely pretending, wouldn't we? I mean, we're <laughs> in a situation where you know someone you know, uh, you know, treats you badly in a restaurant, hypothetically speaking, uh, you know, for you to just sort of stay positive and happy in that situation, you know, maybe a bit difficult, maybe you can overlook it, maybe you've got very good self-control, in which case, good on you. Perhaps for some of us not, though, you know, other situations happen, you know, sad situations do happen in life, we lose people, we grieve, you know, this is all part of the human experience. Happiness is not the absence of unhappiness, Happiness is the appreciation and understanding of the human experience and all that comes with it. If we are open and expect feelings, reactions to situations, and we understand that they're going to come, and many times we can't define what we're going to feel, but we just allow ourselves to be able to feel and to react as we do, this is how we find happiness. Because we're not sideswiped by things. We're not knocked off our feet. So when I talk about happiness drives success that is different for every person because the follow-on from that is that happiness is subjective and what that means is that your happiness is different from mine as is different from his or hers or anybody else's 
And what I really love doing and I really enjoy is working with people and finding out what their happiness is. And there's many ways that we do that. There's happiness, uh, you know, it's, it sounds like it's quite a fluffy term. What I do is not fluffy at all. I'm quite direct. And, you, you know, I say to my clients when I start out is that I'm not necessarily here to be your friend. Of course, I'd love to be your friend. And that's wonderful. But why we're in this room together, why you have engaged my services is because you have something that you want to develop, you want to work on. And in order for me to do that in a way that's going to be succinct and it's going to be powerful for you is to drive you towards insight. And how I drive you towards insight and guide you towards insight is by asking the questions and saying the things that most other people won't ask or say. If this was more common in society, if it did exist as a normal experience within our days, there wouldn't necessarily be need for coaches. However, it is something that comes in and how we perceive ourselves in the world, how we understand our movements is all built up over time through experiences. Now, this is through our education with our parents. It's through education in school, with our teachers, with our friends, with every interaction we've had by observing, by interacting, by doing, by listening. And that's built us up to be the person that we are. Um, Obviously, there's genetics involved. and (laughs) Of of course, you know, you have innate um, uh, genius and innate... um, constructs um, but they get built on in time what that leads to is um, I heard a, a terminology which I absolutely love which is that we are a bundle of habits and it's fantastic we really are we're bundles of habits that's what we are as human beings and so many of those habits are formed over time and you know habits can be you can you know when you talk about habit we can always think you know or we can potentially think you know smoking drinking something like that but habits come even down to um you know having breakfast in the morning at a certain time or going to the gym in the morning or you know doing meditation if that works for you or you know having playtime with your kids or it becomes a habit it's something that you do regularly on a regular enough basis that it becomes something that's that's innate the thing about habits and why we don't call a lot of these things habits is because they become so natural to us that it's just something that we do but it is indeed a habit and then thus we are bundles of habits What that then means is, and um, this is how I can help in this particular podcast, potentially help you just have a little bit of an insight into how to bring a little bit of happiness into your life today, right now, how you can do this. So with these bundles of habits, um, we build them ourselves. You set a time, you do it, and then over a period of time, you'll no doubt have heard the the old... um, structure of you do something for 21 days and then it becomes a habit well that's an interesting uh, philosophy and it's an interesting approach and I don't know how many of you out there and I raise my hand to this as well who have actually successfully managed to do it repeatedly repeatedly excuse me who've managed to actually apply that logic and that that theory um to see if, if if something does indeed become a habit you're probably you're listening to this thinking Stuart we've all done this where have you been <laughs> well um I, I've possibly not been quite as as good at doing that but um what I have found in recent uh years is the ability to get very good at um, building and developing habits and I'm not the kind of person that likes to sit down and plan if you if you sit down and put in front of me a list of 25 things to do I'm you've lost my attention by number two <laughs> so I need I need like you know three things to do um for now um 
you know, two things to approach it. And, you know, you maybe be the kind of person who does do the planning and thinks that way and thinks laterally and can think, you know, lots of things at the same time and keep it all going. Or you might be more like me and, you know, I'm a bit of a pie in the sky guy. I'm a visionary. I'm up in the clouds and, you know, I can get distracted and, <laughs> you know, think big and think, um, you know, so it's like the simple the better. Short emails, if you ever want to get in touch with me, short emails are very welcome. Long emails, save them for, for someone else. <laughs> um so when it comes to these habits, what we can do is we can form them ourselves. So um, we can actually start bringing in good habits. So if, if you observe in your life and you live with intention and have just look at yesterday, look at this morning, look at the last week, the last month, whatever works for you. And just look, have a, have a think about the things that you do on a regular basis. What do you do every day? And then think about if it's a good habit. So, for example, it might be you come home after work and you go to the fridge and you crack open a beer. Um, and then you have another beer and then because you've had the beer that now makes you a little bit hungry so you have a, some snacks now okay cool this is a, a specific example I'm going to here which is on a more negative side in that obviously if you want to achieve something like fitness and health having a few beers every day and eating a bag of crisps or chips whatever you call them whichever country you're in listening from um, is not very good for your health and uh, it's also not very good for your um, like your psychological health, your motivation, and uh, there's not much nutrition in any of those items. So what you could potentially do is look at reprogramming that habit. And okay, cool, I'm going to try and change it. Now, that all sounds fine and well, again, on the surface of it. But what you want to do is one thing for now. I'm just going to repeat that. One thing for now. One of the things that we try to do as people is we take on too much. We take on too many things, and it's just overwhelming, Right? You know the feeling when you just think, okay, cool, I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to do a juice fast and I'm going to do intermittent, um, uh, not starvation, I was about to say, intermittent fasting, um, you know, and I'm going to start doing weights and I'm going to take go to a badminton club and tennis and you do it for three days and then it falls off. So there's no way you're going to get to that 21-day stretch with this new habit because it's just too much, too many things. So try one thing for now. So, okay, so I'm going to focus on, I would like to try and be up half an hour earlier so that I can do 20 minutes of journaling and have a cup of coffee before I start my day. So tomorrow morning, I'm going to set my alarm for half an hour earlier. And I'm going to, tonight, I'm going to find uh, the meditation I want to do, or I'm going to find, the, get my journal book and my pen ready, or I'm going to get out the yoga mat ready to go, or whatever it is you're going to do for that period of time. Get the coffee cup ready, whatever it is. Get that all going so that when you when the alarm goes off in the morning, the first morning might be a bit of a struggle. You're going to pull yourself out of bed. But then it will get easier, I promise. And you can get very proud of yourself. And if you track it, it's a really good way to do it. So if you actually create a spreadsheet and you put up uh, 21 blocks um, on in the spreadsheet and you can either do it in Excel if that's what you wish or do it on a piece of paper, draw it out. And then just write numbers 1 to 21 uh, in the boxes, and then each day you manage to do it, just tick it off. Now, there's a there's a very uh, there's a guy that I really respect um, called Sean Aker, who wrote a book called The Happiness Advantage, which is a great book. I, I highly recommend you read it. And in that, he talks about this exact principle. And he did a test where he wanted to learn to play the guitar. So he um, he did put the spreadsheet up, and um, he then was going. And at the end of the twenty one days, he looked back at his spreadsheet on the wall, and for days one, two, three, four, he ticked it off. And then for the rest of the days, were just lots of empty boxes staring back at him, 
which he then ripped off the wall, scrunched it up and threw it into the bin. <laughs> Very frustrated with himself that it didn't, it didn't work. And then with some uh, doing some reading and some studies, he then looked at um, reducing the barrier to entry to actually doing what it was that he wants to do. Now, he wants to learn to play the guitar. So he was keeping his guitar inside a cupboard, um, a, a closet on the other side of the room. Now, there's a rule called Pareto's Rule, um, and it's an 80-20 um, split. Um, if you want to learn more about Pareto's Rule, I, can, uh, I will happily chat about that um, another time. I have written a blog on it, actually. If you go to the Motivate Coaching website, you'll see in the blog, there's it, it's uh, in one of the blogs there. Um, so the 80-20 split, and what that means is, um, in this particular situation, is um, using the 20th time, is if you remove 20 seconds of barrier to entry, you are 80% more likely to do the thing that it is that you're moving towards. So, for example, it took him 20 seconds to walk from the sofa to the closet to get his guitar out. So what he did was he put the guitar on a stand beside the sofa and um, he then uh, obviously would remove that, that 20 seconds. Now, he also knew that when he got home from work, he was tired and Netflix was calling <laughs> or Amazon Prime or whichever one you fancy. And he, uh, you know, so it's, it's tempting to just sit on the couch and flick on the TV. So he actually took the batteries out of the remote and he timed and walked exactly 20 seconds away from the couch and put the batteries in a drawer at that distance. So then the next day he comes home and he sits down on the coach, couch and right enough he picks up the remote control to go and press the TV on, but it doesn't work. And he, he himself admits he pressed the button a few times, a bit confused, and then remembered about the batteries and kind of cast his head over his shoulder to look at where the batteries were in the drawer. And it was like, oh, it's too far away. And then he looks around the guitars there. So he'd actually also placed a book on the sofa beside him as well. So he could choose between them. He'd given himself options. Both of these were things he wants to do. But lo and behold, this time round, when he got to the end of the 21 days, every single day was checked off. Now, what that says to us is you can truly find access to putting better habits in your life. These bundles of habits, you can actually construct the habits that you are made up of on a daily basis. It's not as easy as just deciding to do it, because, again, we usually overwhelm ourselves as we previously discussed. But if you have a look at one specific thing, one thing for now, and you have a look at that thing and you think, okay, cool, I really want to do this, but what? how can I reduce the barrier to entry by just 20 seconds? How, how can I make that easier for me to access? It could be learning a language. It could be reading a book. It could be running a mile. It could be doing whatever it is that, that, that's, that um, you want to achieve. But again, one thing for now. And what can you barrier for entry? So let's say it's running, but you keep your running shoes in the cupboard. So let's make sure that you put the running shoes right by the bed with everything there. Sleep in your running shorts if you need to. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's just a matter of slipping your shoes on and out the door. Just try and work on, you know, make that easy for yourself. These habits that we build up lead towards our, our happiness. Now, with, um, with, ha uh, with habits, there's an interesting um, uh, emotional cycle. I said this was going to be a short podcast, didn't I? I get carried away. I get excited. You guys excite me. What can I say? Bear with me, though. It's, it's good stuff. Um, so uh, the, <laughs> the emotional cycle of change is fantastic. There's another amazing book called um, Atomic Habits, which I highly recommend you read as well. And inside that, talking about habits and how the emotional cycle of change, there's a graph in front of me here. If you imagine the, the, the axis, the X and Y axis of a graph, and then you've got almost like a U-shape uh, arrow uh, that is uh, plotted on that graph, and then uh, the 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 the, um, 
along the bottom it's time and then up the side is emotional um, level so what you've got a number one at the top of the U on the left hand side this is where we get a new idea and you uh, something you're excited about let's say you want to run a marathon and you're really excited about it and it's absolutely what you want to do and in this time you have uninformed optimism which is you have a new idea and you're really excited about it and you really want to do it so it's really cool and you know so then you might even go and sort of write out a little training program for yourself when you start writing this training program for yourself and let's say you've now been running for a few days a couple of weeks and you're starting to really feel tired and drained and you're feeling you know lost and it's becoming really hard this is where we go into informed pessimism so we actually now you're realizing how hard it's going to be and you start to actually think perhaps i'm not able to do this and it's painful and it's really hard at the bottom of this u in front of me this line there there is a straight line going across that just cuts off the tip of the bottom of the u if they, i don't know if i'm explaining this well at all i shall put an image of it on the website so you can find it again motivate-coaching.com so that where that line is so there you've got a little d shape um facing downwards inside that d shape is what they call the valley of despair bum 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 so inside the valley of despair this is where we feel this pain this is where it's like ah i can't do this i don't have what it takes there's no way i'm gonna be able to run a marathon if i've only been running for two weeks now and i'm only doing a quarter of the distance and i feel like i want to keel over and and pass out <laughs> then perhaps this is not the right thing for me so within the valley of despair 97 percent of people fall off at this point and they stop and this is where they get a kid called it's too painful i'm going to give up i'm not going to do it now, this is the perfectly natural psychological human response to this kind of situation. You're feeling pain. Who wants pain? For the 3% who push through and manage to get through, you get to the third level here, which is informed optimism. So now it's, okay, cool, I understand the pain, but you found a way through it, and you know that you can keep pushing on. Now, it doesn't mean that it stops hurting. Something that um, a, a chap that's been my coach, actually, an amazing chap called Chris Laping, he's also written a book called People Before Things, which I, again, highly recommend you check out. He said to me something fantastic, um, which I think one of his trainers shared with him, is that when we're doing something, it never gets easier, but we get stronger. And that's just so powerful. So something you're doing does not get easier, we just get stronger. And that's amazing. If you, if you just ponder on that for a bit and think in all of the aspects of your life, the better you get at something, the better you are at doing it. It's not that it got easier, it's that you got stronger, you got better at doing it, and that's amazing. So in this situation now, we're in the valley of despair, you've wanting to run this marathon, and you're just feeling the pain, but then you manage to push through and you learn more about it. And let's say you see a nutritionist and they give you foods that, you know, that help you um, be have more energy and better at running you you go to see a trainer and the trainer actually takes you through the proper exercises and you find a way through it that ultimately leads to the fourth level in this which is the top right hand side of the u-shape on this graph which is called completion and success now that is a loop and it is, is, is a progress and an emotional cycle that we go through on a regular basis with much of the things that we do and we get so angry at ourselves but we don't understand why. We can, why can I never complete something? Why do I never get things done? What's wrong with me? The reality is it's perfectly understandable. What happened was you jumped into it with uninformed optimism. You then got started doing it and then you got informed pessimism. And in that informed pessimism, it was hard. So you stopped. So then, but sometimes you push through and you get that informed optimism and up to completion success. Now, just knowing that process exists, knowing that shape exists, 
for you to be able to know that when you start doing something, if you expect the fact that it's going to get hard and you're going to probably need to reach out and get support, support groups are incredibly important. Support from people is incredibly important. Don't try and do things alone in this world. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. It's really important, guys. So you're going to reach out, you're going to spend this time and push through. You push through, you're going to get to the other side and you're going to find success. It's much easier to approach life if we understand the difficulties that are going to come our way. Now, this is the perfect encapsulation for why happiness is sustainable. Absolutely. Positivity is not sustainable. But the appreciation and understanding that you are human, that you are fallible, that you absolutely can. Even if it feels like all is lost and you can't, all you need to do is reach out, get some help, get some support, Get some coaching, find some friends, talk to a trainer, talk to a nutritionist, talk to whoever it is that's relevant to what it is you're wanting to achieve and make it happen. So there you go, folks. That is Habits for Success. And I want you to have as many habits for success as you can. And I want to help you get there. And if that is listening to my podcasts and get taking as much out of it as you can. If that is you reaching out to me to have some coaching sessions, amazing. If it's you coming to one of the events, to one of where I'm speaking or doing a workshop, amazing. If it's finding a coach that works for you. If it's just reading the books that I've recommended. Um, I'll also put them in the description of this podcast um, so that you can find them. On the Again, on the Motivate Coaching website, which is motivate-coaching.com, there is a resources page where there's lots of books that I recommend in there and different resources for you to check out, uh, coaches that I admire and various other people who I just find, um, as, <laughs> as Chris, my, my wonderful coach, says to me, is find professional crushes um, because they're, you know, professional crushes are great because they, you, know, you can learn so much from them. And I've got several um, and... Uh, I've, of the people I've mentioned, they are all in that uh, in that gambit. So I'm going to stop this now. Um, I think in the next podcast, we're probably going to go into talking about um, the different sections of your life. So how to break that down. So it's looking at your, for example, your career, your nutrition, your, you know, physically your psychological health and all this jazz and how you can actually really sort of dig into those and look, you know, um, uh, find more happiness and more stability for yourself within those arenas. Um, so you know, small successes lead to bigger ones, folks. So just start small. One thing for now. So what I want you to do at the end of this podcast, if you're keen, if you're excited, if listening to this has given you some chutzpah, given you some <laughs> some motivation, even works with the brand name. If <laughs> if it's given you some motivation, is go and look at one thing for now. Have a think about it. If you're if you're a planner. Feel free to write down 25 bullet points of how to, you know, step one and how you're going to make this happen. Think about the 80-20 rule. What, what, what are you going to take out of the way? What's the barrier that you're going to remove? If you're not the planner, have a think about three steps to everything. Um, so let's just three steps. So you're going to go, okay, cool. If I'm to do this thing, step one is blah. Step two is blah. Step three is blah. Step three is, is the completion part. Um, of that section of it so you know it's like when I get to the valley of despair how am I going to get out of it um, you know in this particular goal that I have and uh, also remember the Pareto's rule of 80-20 so what barriers of entry can you remove to help you achieve 
Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute honour. It's been fantastic chatting with you. I've thoroughly enjoyed this, and I'm very excited about doing the next one. So tune in, and I think we're off to a good start. This is episode one. I am Stuart Isham Fairbairns. I am co-founder, CEO, and superstar coach, apparently, of Motivate Coaching. And uh, ladies and gents, have a top banana day. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in learning more, go to the Motivate website at www.motivate-coaching.com. If you'd like to get in touch with Stuart directly, you can get him at Stuart, spelled S-T-U-A-R-T, at motivate-coaching.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and remember, your happiness drives your success. See you next time, folks.